1: Welcome to the Geekiest. My name is Joseph. My pronouns are he, him.
0: Hello, I'm Kayla, and my pronouns are she, her.
1: I'm well, he, him. Well, uh, we've got no guests this week, and... Dude, I took
2: a shower this week. You can't blame it on me, Al.
1: No, no, no. Not your fault. Not your fault. Uh, just, uh, we've been a little, 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 little thin on getting guests on the show. I've got some... We've been busy. It's been busy, too, but, uh... Got some feelers out there for for folks, so we we should have guests soon. But until then, you got the three of us. I and, <laughs> and, and if we're uh, not enough, you can. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, serious. I mean, there was a period of time when it was just three of us. So yeah,
2: just the three of us.
1: Yeah, we're going back to our roots,
2: looking to find ourselves.
1: Yes. Okay, so so that then involves like we drop everything, start traveling around the world, eating food, and falling in love. I've seen Eat Pray Love. I've seen this movie.
0: No, I don't think it's quite the same. I mean, if you want to travel, I'm down for that. But maybe maybe after COVID goes away, you know, then we can we can do that. Uh,
1: So you set unrealistic goals, is what you do. That story of my life. (laughs) Are we keeping Uh, score? Ah, I mean. Do the points matter? They haven't in over two years, so why should they <laughs> start Joe's going to win anyway.
2: Right? <laughs> Can't we just say that Joe comes in first and you and I battle for second and we end up high, tying with like two because we, we suck that way.
1: There we go. <laughs> oh, goodness.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> We're so optimistic.
2: Oh. Leave it to you to go there, Joe.
1: <laughs> what did I? I'm... It's, it's all your fault. My... It obviously, is my fault. I <laughs> of course, it
0: is. It's your fault because you're the only one that came prepared today.
1: Pretty much, story <laughs> of my life. Can I borrow the pencil? Why? Because you're the only one that has a pencil. Okay. <laughs> well then, uh, been a while since it feels like it's been a while since the the three of us are actually were on together though. So.
0: Yeah, things have been a little weird, and kids have been starting school, and I've been having issues, and the world is a strange and twisted place.
2: Dumpster fire.
1: Yes. Good description of it. So, uh, we had talked about what we wanted to do this week, and we're just going to kind of BS around, get some geek stories out there, and uh, maybe not make this a marathon. So... Wait, no, we laughed when I said not make it a marathon. It's, uh...
0: Yes, because Will has to go to bed before stupid o'clock. Ah. Now that his children are back in school, and I should be going to bed before stupid o'clock because I have work in the morning. So,
1: okay, there. Well, then, uh, I guess this is going to mean that, as I am the prepared one, I I will uh, drop the first uh, news story. Yes,
2: absolutely, while the rest of us sit here and go through the news.
0: (laughs) Yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. To quote quote one of my favorite Disney characters, it's all you.
1: Well, uh, in the grand tradition of me, uh, I I start off today's show with a uh, in memoriam uh, and and, and also feel kind of bad that I, I missed this story last week. Um, when I, I did the Geek News anniversary show. But uh, sadly, uh, August 4th, the wrestling world lost legendary uh, wrestler Bobby Eaton. Um, if you grew up watching wrestling in the 80s and 90s, uh, you would recognize beautiful Bobby Eaton as one half of the Midnight Express, whether it was tagging with lover boy uh, Dennis Condry or Sweet Stan Lane. Uh, Bobby Eaton uh, was often referred to as a tag team specialist, although that would overlook a really good singles career he had, uh, at times when, when one or more of his tag partners were unavailable, but, uh, Bobby Eaton was just 62 years old. Um, he had been having some health issues previous to that and, uh, he had also uh, suffered the loss of his wife of, I believe, 40 years, uh, Donna, uh, just a month earlier. Um, and, and Donna was the daughter of uh, legendary wrestler uh, Bill Dundee, who had forbade uh, her to get involved with professional wrestlers because he knew the life that uh, professional wrestlers tended to live. Um, but when he found out that was Bobby Eaton, uh, he, he's like, well, if you're going to be involved with the wrestler, might as well be, you know, that, that's the one that's okay. Uh, as I said, Bobby Eaton started off in the wrestling business. Uh, he was 17 when he got involved where he, uh, he helped up with, helped out with setting up and breaking down rings. Um, eventually caught the attention of promoters, got him, they, they got him trained up, And he began wrestling uh, in the Huntsville, Alabama area, Uh, 1979, I believe it is. He won uh, his first tag team title. Uh, And from there on, he had a 40-year career um, that uh, saw him travel uh, throughout the Southeast, um, wrestling for different National Wrestling Alliance territories, uh, Mid-South, Continental, Jim Crockett Promotions, which would later then become uh, World Class uh, World Championship Wrestling. They did take a stop at the Fritz Von Erich territory in Dallas for World Class Championship Wrestling. Um, he was inducted in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2019 with the rest of the Midnight Express uh, team. Uh, and as I said, he did have a, a pretty decent singles competition. Uh, challenged Ric Flair several times for the the heavyweight title. Uh, and did beat Arn Anderson for a, uh, world television title. Um, and from every story and for those who haven't been paying attention, if you just Google Bobby Eaton, uh, online and look at the tributes from the other professional wrestlers of his era, and even those of, of the current era, um, everybody recognizes him as one of the nicest guys in the business, um. One of the, you know, uh, some of the wrestlers have said that he was, you know, if you knew you're wrestling the midnight express, you knew you were going to have an easy night because they worked with you. They're really, you know, they put you over, um, you know, they wouldn't do anything that would endanger you in the ring. Um, so, uh, he survived by three children. I believe he even has some grandchildren, um, and has one hell of a legacy as a professional wrestler and a human being. Uh, As I said, take a, take a look around uh, YouTube for, for Bobby and tributes. There are tons of stories about how, you know, he would go out of his way to help out younger wrestlers. Uh, He'd go to help out people in his community by picking up um, groceries for them uh, and, and leaving them for them without them knowing that it was him. Uh, Just an overall good guy. And uh, it's sad to see, someone go but you know especially that young but um from everything i i have also read uh he and, and his wife donna were you know madly in love and and you know that broken heart syndrome is is a real thing so uh as somebody who grew up in the 80s watching professional wrestling uh i was a rock and roll express fan uh and they were the arch rivals to the midnight express um but i always Always loved watching Bobby Eaton work because he wasn't like a super muscle guy. He always looked kind of like a, an everyman, but uh, when he came off the top rope with the Alabama Jam, you know, you knew you were watching the end of the match. So kind of this one, like the the Paul Orndorff a couple weeks back, the the kind of hits at my at, at the childhood button, you know.
2: Seems like that's a every month thing now.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know it's uh especially especially the the 80s 90s wrestlers it's you know i mean they were living a they're really living, living a pretty rough lifestyle you know especially guys who you know were the were you know i mean i was going to say the underneath guys but the midnight express were you know headlined multiple events big events but you know if you weren't rick flair if you weren't hulk hogan you know you you know you were working five six seven days a week traveling you know hundreds of miles and you know doing spot shows and house shows and and then the big shows. So it's it was a rough life. And for so many of them, you know, apparently though from what I was reading, Bobby wasn't one of the big partiers. He, you know, he was a family man from early on and just wasn't that wasn't his thing. But you know, every night coming off the top rope, dropping an elbow or having an elbow dropped on you or, you know, whatever, that's gotta take a toll on the body. It's you know, it's like reading anything about you know the professional football players lately that are you know passing at a relatively early age um it's just the human body is not meant to do what we what these folks are doing for our entertainment and it's you know kind of it, it kind of taints it a little bit for me these days like i i don't know watching professional football has gotten tough because you know knowing the damage that these guys are doing to themselves it uh it taints it for me a little bit yeah
2: that uh, is true. It's rough to go back and watch some of the older stuff too, knowing knowing what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, you know, I was watching the other night, I was watching a uh an older uh I think it was a, a macho man like back from his ICW days. And it's like, you know, realizing he didn't I don't even think he got to sixty, you know. He had a heart attack while driving, you know, and it's
0: uh I mean I don't know much about wrestling I'm, I'm learning more these days a little at a time but i know even from my own stunt career and mine was very mild and very short-lived compared to these guys and i'm pretty broken so i can't even imagine what their
1: bodies are like yeah and you know um when you listen to folks from this era from from like the 80s and 90s they you know up until like the mid 90s these guys were not working on guaranteed contracts you know they weren't you signed with Jim Crockett Promotions or Bill Watts's UWF uh, or Mid South or Continental or whatever and you're going to make it you know you got you a guaranteed contract it was you might have a minimum take on you know based off of the how much you know the gate of the show you did but you know, you had no, you know, if, if you missed a match, you didn't get paid, you know? So a lot of these guys, you know, get an injury, get tweaked. And then, you know, the option was, well, I can rest this and not get paid, or I can, you know, push through, tape up, strap up, whatever, and, you know, get to the next big show. And then maybe after that payoff, I can you know take a take a couple days get this fixed um so it's just and like i said these guys you know if you uh i know jim Cornette is a problematic person but uh from time to time i do check out his podcast and uh uh he talks about how back in the you know the the mid-south days you know they were on the road six or seven days you know six or seven days a week you know going you know all around this territory that went from like oklahoma city down to new orleans up to you know up into parts of tennessee into parts of texas you know a lot of louisiana and you know they they were traveling by road because you weren't you know they weren't you weren't they weren't paying you to fly anywhere they weren't you know it was a real you know it was a real rough life and you didn't have you know you really didn't have the option to you know take care of an injury uh so all right well let's uh shift over Bad stuff to, yeah bad stuff uh let's shift over to something a little a little more uh upbeat uh so a team of astrophysicists looking at data from the cassini spacecraft uh, which has been uh traveling around saturn uh have estimated a new size for the planet's core uh saturn of course is well known for its you know s- rings and uh giant uh giant number of moons um it is one of our gas giants uh they have determined that saturn's core is a combination of ice rock hydrogen and helium about 50 times as massive as earth it's very uh, big yeah making it much more diffuse than previously thought uh According to the study, the conventional picture has it that Saturn's interior was a neat division between a compact core of rock and ice and an envelope of mostly hydrogen and helium. We found that, contrary to this conventional picture, the core is actually fuzzy. All those rocks and ice are there, but they are effectively blurred out over the huge fraction of over a huge fraction of the planet," said uh, Christopher Mankovich, a researcher at California Institute of Technology and lead author of the paper that was published in Nature Astronomy. The rocks and ice inside Saturn uh, slowly give way to the more gassy parts of the planet as you move away from the core. Joke here about gassy parts. Um, Yes. The team found that the core didn't have a clear-cut endpoint. Rather, it had a transition region that made up about 60% of Saturn's entire diameter, making the core a huge part of the planet's total size and much larger than the 10% to 20% of the planet's diameter Uh, that a more compact core would be. Uh, Original ideas or previous ideas about Saturn's core was that it was a rocky metallic core under all the frigid fluid gas, uh, but that's just not what they're seeing. Um, National Geographic reported in 2015, the idea of studying Saturn's interior using the rings has been floated around for the past few decades, but Cassini and its 13 years of flying through Saturn's rings before it ran out of fuel in 2017, offered up actual data on those dazzling structures and the processes within. Um, and there's a pretty cool image. I'm going to drop it into uh, into our chat. So there's some wibbly and wobbly as well. Just you know,
2: large wobbling core.
1: Yep. Me too.
2: Me too. Saturn. Me too. <laughs>
1: um, we can that. all identify with Saturn. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Saturn can be thought of as a giant space blunder, spinning its constituent elements of ice, rock, and gases that are in some places so cold they behave like fluids. The planet's surface moves a little bit in all of the hubbub, about three feet every couple hours. Kind of know that feeling as well. Placid mm-hmm. for an object its size and that wobble causes fluctuations in the planet's gravitational field, which stretches, stretches outwards and spirals to the planet's rings, distorting them. The icy particles that make up Saturn's rings move in response to those gravitational changes from the planets sloshing insides. I've had sloshing insides before, not fun. Uh, tantamount to seismic activity for a planet that is not rocky. So kind of it's a really interesting article. Um, always interesting to to get some interesting ideas about the other planets. I know we we tend to focus on Venus and Mars because they're closer and more like Earth, but uh, it's always good to see what the what the biggies are doing. Uh, so just wanted to share uh, that. See, of
2: God, I, I, you just take something and just that, that entire article was low key fat jokes. Mm-hmm. What the hell! Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take credit for the emphasis.
0: <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> You know,
1: it doesn't does mean because don't they often they often, you know, it's bandied about that. Like, you know, I know the the, the colonization of Mars is a plan, but they always talk about is a Titan, one of, of Saturn's moons that they always talk about possibly landing people on.
2: Yeah, it'd be nice. But then there there's, you know, moons around Jupiter that they say we can do that, too. But then you got and, and then, OK, my nerd is starting to come out. Uh we can't survive there. The magnetic I mean, fi- the magnetic fields cause too much radiation for humans to survive for very
1: long. We would die. Well, I mean, I mean that's we 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 also have that problem with going to, to Mars. You know, the lack of atmosphere and magnetic fields don't prevent radiation from coming in. Um, but I wonder now how does how does this idea that the gravitational fields of Saturn are not. As static as say our gravitational field, like how you know, in our gravitational pull on say our moon, you know, I wonder how that would factor into like, okay, we're gonna try to land people on this planet, but mm, occasionally the you know, or this moon, but occasionally, uh, the planet that you're you're orbiting around is gonna have a gravitational hiccup. And you know,
2: okay, so I'm gonna put the call out to our friendly, uh, our, our friendly neighborhood, uh, astrophysicist. And hmm. and his and his buddy, uh, so Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, Bill Nye, help us out. Answer this question for us.
1: Yeah, there you go.
2: Need to get and, them on the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and if not, me, I mean, I know, I know, I know. Previous guest Kelly was. Uh, she she's a solar weather expert, but you know, maybe she might she might be able to give us a little uh, little insight on this as well.
0: Kelly, if you're listening, help.
1: Yeah, we need we need the big we need the big science brains, big brains. So my next story is about kind of the business of geek. Okay. so uh, as I'm sure you're aware, cons are kind of starting back up again. Uh, Some are still doing remote. Some are doing a hybrid. Some are doing in person, but with limited uh, capacities uh, like Megacon. This weekend in Orlando, uh, but uh, in the business of geek, uh, there have been for a while, you know, a couple of companies that put on the the pop culture conventions, uh, and those two have been uh, Fan Expo and Wizard World. Uh, well, it's come out uh, according to Newsarama, uh that Fan Expo uh, has acquired the rights to six Wizard World conventions. Uh, and that's uh, chicago philadelphia new orleans portland cleveland and st louis uh, that is on top of the already uh the already um conventions that are part of the fan expo family so yeah are they it's...
0: owned by disney perhaps
1: not yet
0: yeah that's the operative word there isn't it yeah yet
1: yeah. uh, so so like this weekend's uh Uh, megacon in orlando that is a fan expo uh you've got fan expos coming up in boston calgary uh dallas edmonton toronto uh so yeah and then i believe the the fan expo is also behind uh comic-con so san diego and and such so yeah um this will make fan expo the largest of the companies in uh, conventions. <sighs> uh, Wizard, I, I... World, Wizard World will be doing their Chicago uh, one in October. Uh, and after that one, Wizard World will no longer have any stake in the convention circuit. Eh?
2: What does that it's mean?
1: Uh, they will shift back to being just collect- a, a collectibles business um, and be an exhibitor at said conventions.
0: Okay. Wasn't all it was cracked
1: up to be, huh? Well, I mean, Wizard World only has been... twenty pretty much kicked the crap out of them. Yeah, well, I mean, Wizard Wizard World uh, got into the business what about twenty years ago? Uh, so, I mean, they've they've been in it for a bit, but you know, especially I would imagine with the you know having to deal with the the pandemic, um, you know, there just had to. You know, had to reevaluate it, and you know, if it's not something that's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a drag on the business, you you get out of it.
2: That's how that works. How it works. So, well, it's how it's supposed
1: to. Yeah. (laughs) So, the consolidation always scares me, though, because it it leads. It feels like it leads to me that you know the lack of choice uh, and and who you're going to you know something happens with Fan Expo, you know you know as a vendor or exhibitor or whatever you know if you have end up having some sort of issue with the fan expo and you know it doesn't take much these days to see you know issues at conventions and whatnot that uh you know you you're going to lose a uh, lose options and alternatives to them
0: that, yeah. i mean that's always the case when you get these you know these big companies that start to buy up everything it's that's always the case, you know. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like consumers have literally no control. You know, it's something we kind of just have to sit back and watch.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, well, you know,
0: capitalism. Yeah, that's...
1: Yeah, late-stage that's, capitalism.
0: So, get anything else?
1: Well, you know, to continue my sad train... Um, oh, you're God. killing
0: me! You're
1: killing me! I know... Well... Uh, for for fans of Critical Role, uh, the studios announced that Brian W. Foster, the host of the companion show Talks Machina, uh, the game master for Undead Wood, and uh, supposedly also the the host for the interview series Between the Sheets, has uh, they have announced that they will be parting ways. That Brian W. Foster uh, will be heading off to uh, pursue his own dreams. Uh, It was announced in a tweet earlier today uh, from Critical Role, wishing him best in his new creative endeavors. Uh, Here's what the tweet reads. Let us all wish Brian W. Foster the best as he embarks on some wild new creative endeavors. We have nothing but mad love and support for our Cabbage Lord. And want to thank him for his creativity and contributions to Critical Role over the years. Uh, he, He retweeted it with... I have had the absolute time of my life making shows and playing games and traveling the world with my best friends. I'm grateful for their support and encouragement as I chase my own dreams. I'm excited to just be a Critter again. Of course, he's not really just a Critter, as most folks know. He is, of course, engaged to Ashley Johnson. Yep. So while he may not be part of Critical Role Studios, I I would imagine uh, he will still be around.
0: He's, he's a mega critter. He's yeah, like yeah. the critter that all critters want to be well, but, and and, and funny gets, enough we <laughs> funny enough, we, Ashley Johnson I mean, I don't I, I challenge anyone um, but uh we got our our package today.
1: We did uh so Kayla and I backed the uh, legend of Vox machina uh, Kickstarter a couple well, was a couple years ago now.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it was and, a while ago now.
1: Yeah, and and like everything else, the 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 pandemic kind of slowed down the rollout of all the rewards for it. So, like early on, we got the minis that were part of the rewards. Were the minis part of the rewards, or was that a different yeah. Kickstarter? Yeah,
0: no, that was the Kickstarter.
1: Um, and today we got a set of stickers. Really, and, really nice with the new it, uh,
0: character art.
1: Yeah, with the new character designs. And we got an art print with the uh, new character designs. Very cute. Very cute. And it came in a in really cool packaging um, and just top quality, like really done high quality. So
0: Yeah, like those stairs are not going on my Trapper Keeper. Like those are getting put in a frame. They're really nice.
1: Speaking of Trapper Keepers, did were you the one who sent me the link that Trapper Keepers were back?
0: back? Trapper Keepers are back. I think we talked about it. Did we talk about it? I don't know if we talked about it. But yeah, Walmart's got Trapper Keepers. I'm insanely jealous. I really want one. Um, they do not, however, and the reason why I haven't just rushed out and got one is because the way that Kayla's heart is the original rainbow Heart balloon graphic, and they don't have that one.
1: Why the hell not?
0: I don't know. It's rude, but they are somebody getting a drop st- the ball. Seriously, somebody is oh. getting a sternly worded email.
1: Oh, but they do have the the shapes one. I just pulled it up. Mm-hmm. They have the ship, but 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 it is out of stock.
0: Of course, no. Like seriously, the day that these things came out. Every social media platform that I pay attention to went nuts. Like, literally, like, TikTok, that's all there was for, like, a day, was people talking about the Trapper Keeper. It was insane.
1: So they have three designs of Trapper Keeper. I, I pulled up the Mead website. They have three designs, animal shapes and palm trees.
2: Mm-hmm. Only
1: the palm trees is in stock.
2: Of course.
0: Um, the one that every, uh, t- yeah, no, because see what, that's what they're going to do is they're going to put these three out. Everybody goes nuts. Oh my God. Chopper keepers are back and buys one. And then they're gonna come out with like the three Remember, It was, it was the rainbow balloons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was the like puppy. There was like a puppy and a kitten one. And there was like a hot rod.
1: Mm hmm.
0: That's going to be the next wave, because then everybody that ran out to buy the these three are going to go, oh, my God, those are the ones I remember. And they're going to buy more. And it's, they're doubling up. That's exact. I bet you. Uh,
1: apparently, there is a space themed one that is a Walmart exclusive. Yeah. Nice. It, it, it's, I, I'm sharing this in the chat. I, I, n- it so I, never, I
2: never had a Trapper Keeper.
0: You they don't ever, have a Trapper Keeper. That's the one well
1: we're just we're gonna have to
0: get you a chopper keeper that is the one right there the rainbow with the heart bubbles that if they put that one out I will be breaking my piggy bank I'm just saying there you go yep
1: the hot see I was right the hot rod yep mm-hmm. oh yeah I, I I would imagine we will see them i mean it it just makes sense that they would roll more out but i like you said they would do it in a oh you got the the you know animal print one well, here's the rainbow heart one, and mm-hmm. yep, and then, of course, don't forget all of the licensed ones, you know, the licensed merchandising that they did with them back in the day, yep yep um one one thing I wanted to finish up on the Brian W. Foster story uh before getting involved with uh critical role, he was known as a writer, poet, and musician, so uh not somebody who who only got famous because of his connection to Critical Role, so.
0: No, he was already had a name for himself. Yes. You know, he's, I've seen like his, his music videos and stuff. They're very good. Yep. He's this mixy man.
1: Yep. Well, that's what I've got. Now I get to turn around, listen, and be a smartass. Yay. Okay.
0: Actually, within the time that you had yours, I have like one, two, three, five, like five tabs open. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> I I have I have four.
0: Okay, well you know you're right behind me. Go go ahead. Uh actually six. Okay. Um some of these are quick though. Some of these are a little like diginos or whatever. Um let's see. The cast for Netflix's live action avatar, the last airbender series, has been revealed. Okay. She's <laughs> really cute too. Uh so we have um and I don't know who any of these people are, but that's because Kayla's really bad with names, but uh Gordon Cormier. Uh he is playing Aang. Uh let's see, they've got references as to who these all these people are. Uh of uh Gabby Duran and the Unsittables, No clue. Um, but I'm sure he's wonderful. I am going to butcher the hell out of this one. I apologize. Keo Juan Tio, single name from Beans, is going to play Katara. Uh, Ian Owsley of Physical uh, is playing Soka. Uh, Dallas Liu of Pen15 um is playing zuko
2: no idea who any of these people are. yeah
0: i apologize i don't know who these people are or the shows that they're uh connected to um but i'm sure they are wonderful people and fabulous choices for the roles um it says the creative team behind the series has also been revealed with albert kim from sleeping hollow uh, writing the series and acting as showrunner. Uh, Kim also is executive producing the show alongside Dan Lin, Lindsay Libertor, Michael Goy, Goy and Roseanne Liang. Uh, the directors of the series include Jaber Rezani, Goy, and Lang. Um. So uh, the message from this is, yay, they've picked people, so it's going forward. Uh, I think is where that is. Um so look forward to that. Look forward to more teasers and trailers. Uh the one little art piece that they've got here is is really cute. It's a it's a picture of Appa and we all love Appa. Um I think it's Appa with Here we go. I'm gonna show you guys because you know, this is great radio. Um But he's cute Appa. <laughs> Um so there's that
1: uh so yay that project is moving forward. Can I can I piggyback a little on your avatar news? Sure. So last week I mentioned that the Magpie Games Avatar Legends the role playing game uh the thief. kickstarter had launched. Thief. thief. Story, oh! thief. <laughs> Story thief. Hey, I covered it last week. Um <laughs> not this story. Not this story. Then I will I will, I will defer to you then.
0: Okay. Do you want to do you want to go ahead, Will, since yours is connected? We'll do it together.
2: Sure. Uh, so Joe mentioned that Avatar Legends has been put out on Kickstarter and uh, mm. yeah, it's kicking the fuck out of everybody.
0: Yep. Oh yeah.
2: Mm. Uh, yeah. As of I'm literally watching the totals tick right now. <laughs> uh, they just went over six million dollars. Six, six million? Yeah. Six million. Wow. And they ran out of stretch goals at five million, and we're hoping in the next ten days to put out a new stretch goal for six million. Oh shit. <laughs> which just happened. <laughs> Literally, we're recording this. It is currently line on Monday evening and it just happened literally minutes ago. Wow. So they're going to have to come up with a couple of different stretch goals uh, because it is all kinds of fully funded where they thought it wanted to be. Uh, They were unsure as to what their goal should be, so they set it at a modest $50,000. (laughs) Yeah. Oh it currently, God. as of this moment, has forty eight thousand four hundred and fifty five backers. Wow! And they still have sixteen days left on Kickstarter.
0: Holy cow! They're going to give Critical Role a run for their money.
2: So yeah, this is going to be a thing. It's going to be cow. a big thing.
0: And this is for the video game.
2: No, this is for no, a this table is company. for the role-playing the, game.
0: the role-playing game I'm, I'm sorry i meant to say role-playing game that's friggin I, I can't oh man this is gonna be so cool uh
1: by the way they also have they they when pre-announcing this they put out uh and i mentioned this last week they put out uh kind of basic quick start rules uh to get people into um into play uh and i downloaded them or she did so- and it's uh, it is a powered by the apocalypse uh, system, and uh, it looks pretty interesting. Um, there's multiple eras to play through, uh, and you can play as a bender or as not a bender, but you cannot be the avatar.
0: Guess that makes sense, because then everybody's gonna want to be the avatar.
2: Well, depending on the time frame that you're in, there is no avatar.
1: That's a possibility that you can play during the during the the. Uh, Hangs, hangs in imprisonment in ice. Yes, correct. Um, and there have been a couple of folks out there who have done uh live play, uh, actual play stuff that you can check out. Very cool.
0: We 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 are definitely gonna gonna have to get this and and maybe do, you know, right. one whoever one of us wants to to run it, but do like a one or two shot
1: of it. I, I would I would be interested. I think I even mentioned that on last week's show. Like, I'd be interested to like you know get a couple folks figure out what period and whatever. Because um, I did I I I have read through a lot of the 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 Quick Start rules. I I think I could feel comfortable running that. You know, Ooh, cool. if I had players that would be interested in doing something set in the world of the of of Avatar.
2: Oh, a forms the the line forms behind Kayla. <laughs> so. She's always first.
0: It's, I'll pay I'll play all the things. Uh yeah, that'd be super cool. I'd love to see all of us. Just I mean like the three of us, maybe if we could get either Andy or Pete to commit and do a show of it would be mm-hmm. super cool. So yeah, lots of good things on the Avatar The Last Airbender front happening. Hap, hap happening. Uh, what else do I have? Um, there's been a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of on uh the new Alien series. Um, basically they're just kind of continuing the conversation as they are moving forward with this. Uh, the production shots look really good. Um, the the main the main takeaway from this is that they really really want the show to feel very much like part of the cinematic universe. They are, uh, um, uh, to quote John Hammond, sparing no expense uh, in making sure that the film fits in. Uh, I've read this a couple of times, and and this is my brain, I guess because it's AVP, because they keep saying that this is the first one to be on Earth. And the whole idea is that the rest of the Alien films were very much trapped. Uh, you're, you know, trapped on a on a prison colony, trapped in a ship, you know, all of those things to where it was a survival to get out kind of a situation where this is like what would happen if it got loose on a planet, specifically Earth. Um, it does not, however, give us time periods. So we don't know if it's a futuristic, which I guess I guess it would kind of have to be. Um, but uh, they they are making it a point to let the fans know that it is a really big world building experience. They are doing everything that they can to make sure that, uh, that it looks like the movies and that it is, is doing justice to the franchise. Uh, As of right now, they're talking about it rolling out sometime in 2023 because they are taking their time with it.
1: Um. Mm. But it is not a Ripley story it's uh I thought somewhere I read they were it's it's kind of a, a prequel
0: uh oh here, the series is said to be set not too far into our future, and it's the first alien story set on earth that's been confirmed that the series will not be a Ripley story. Holly previously shared some details about the series, yeah, so it's uh yeah, um yeah. Not too far into our future, so
1: huh.
0: yeah, uh, so yeah, pretty- interesting. it does. It really does, and it's um it looks so far like they are really they're they're doing it justice. And I know that a lot of us that are that are big fans of the movie and fans of of Geiger's work and all of that stuff and everything that's gone into it are always apprehensive when a new one comes out. Um, because they have stumbled from time to time, um. But this looks, this looks good. That is a that is a shiny alien costume there. So, I'm excited. Um, this next thing is is Goofy. I can't. This is. Have you ever? Okay, so we're all Ghostbusters fans. hmm Um, and if you're a Ghostbusters fan, you know and love our our dearly beloved Slimer.
1: If you say so.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. It is now.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll see where this goes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is now possible to get a life-size Ghostbusters Slimer foam prop replica. NECA has announced that they are selling a three-foot-tall Slimer that weighs thirty-four pounds. This thing is incredibly cool, and I'd love to own one, but it's not cheap. Uh, add a delightfully spooky touch to your entryway or hallway decor. They're calling this Halloween decoration? (laughs) With a one-to-one scale replica of everyone's favorite focused non-terminal repeating phantasm. This Ghostbusters Slimer life-size foam prop replica figure is based on the 1984 Ghostbusters film and was recreated from original movie molds. Measuring approximately three feet tall. It's made of foam rubber and latex that's carefully hand-painted for realistic detail. Slimer ships in one box with some assembly required. What, Break what, out.
1: What's the, what's the retail on audit?
0: <laughs> uh, I was getting there. Hold on. Um, this sucker will cost you $550. Oh. And it is on pre-order now. He looks good though. Like he's—I mean, if you're into like collecting, you know, prop replicas, and—and and there are definitely those that are. Um, he's he's pretty he's pretty smexy, for for a for a big bola, whatever the hell he is. Ectoplasm,
1: big ball of slime and
0: ectoplasm. Yes. Um. Yeah.
1: So. How much? It, wa- how much does it weigh?
0: Thirty-four
1: pounds. So like, oh lord! Like, <laughs> gotta keep that one away from the kids. That thing falls <laughs> on them. You're you're getting a visit from somebody with the with the three digit with the three three letter agency name.
2: <laughs> three uh, foot twelve. It's a pretty expensive doorstop.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah he's uh, yeah, he's hefty. Um, which kind of sucks because if I were to get something like that, I would want to try to like. I would want him to be able to be hung up, like so that he can fly, because that was, you know, that's Slimer's whole thing, right? I would want him like I think up
1: on wires. Would
2: be eating everything so it Would be this kind of kind of that, thing. Yeah, I mean,
0: that was his other thing. He flew and he ate stuff. Is that a shark?
1: And <laughs> Slime vankman
0: And Slimed vankman a lot. Um, so yeah, if you've ever wanted to own Slimer, you you can now. Mm.
1: But but without slime, that's
0: mm, yeah. Oh, you no, can make
1: that's... your own
2: slime if you really, really want to mess.
0: This is true. There's recipes online everywhere. Uh, okay, fun news. Um, Danny DeVito, who played Penguin in Tim Burton's 1992 film *Batman Returns*, is set to write a new Penguin-centric comic book story for DC the story will be for november's gotham city villains anniversary giant number one anthology one shot say that That's all in awful. one full breath there
1: um yeah he's uh have you have you seen what they were have you been seen what they've been doing with uh with batman continuities you tell so um uh, a few years back uh They did uh, Batman 66 as a continuity. Uh So that would be the 60s Batman series. Um, And DC has decided that they are doing Batman 89. So taking the Tim Burton era of Batman and kind of doing continuations of that Batman continuity. And so uh, from what I'm understanding, because I saw this story and I was like, I almost grabbed it, but decided not to. I did. Uh, <laughs> um, that uh, you know that they're going to see, you know they're, they want to tell the rest of the story of the timber near a Batman and uh, I think it's a pretty cool idea you know it's it's all cool until you start realizing that you know they're doing it because it's you know 32 years ago ew yeah, make, not, me, just... make me feel a little bit older why don't you
0: uh huh
2: <laughs> I got hit with one earlier today, too. Oh, yeah? hmm Uh-oh. Aladdin and the King of Thieves is 25. Wow. You're welcome.
0: I'm... Ch- wh- wh- wow. You're, you're welcome. One of my kids wasn't even around yet. Yep. I remember seeing that in the theaters. I remember... Huh. So I'm trying hmm. to, like, timeline. I, I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theaters. But it would have been...
2: The biggest deal about that movie was that Robin Williams was the genie again.
0: Yeah. No, I didn't see that in the theaters. Because I think that was when Jason was still having issues. So, yeah, I saw the first one, but not the second one. Huh! Five
1: years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh... I'll I'll go out and get my replacement hip now, thank you very much. Uh, mm -hmm.
0: Could we? Because, like, if we could get a group discount...
1: Also, I'll be, lo- oop, it's, we're already too late for the early bird special, so. Damn it. Just going to put on some Matlock and call it a night.
0: So, so us sitting down at night and watching Supernatural is our version of that? Is that what we're doing?
1: Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you want to phrase it that way and kill it, sure. Okay, I mean, so. <laughs> but I mean, that show ended, like, in 2020, so it's not like going and watching a show that had already has been off the air for a decade.
0: I saw a TikTok the other day that was Jensen Ackles standing in front of the Men of Letters set and they were taking it down. Oof. Yeah. And he just looked at the camera and went, goodbye, Men of Letters. Oh. Oh my God. Like, rip your heart out. Just, ah. Ridiculous. Anywho, back to Mr. DeVito. Um, uh, this will be the first time that Danny DeVito has played with this character in 30 years. Hmm. Since we're talking about feeling old. DeVito's version of the Penguin is, is iconic, and his twisted portrayal of the Penguin continues to influence how the character is played by other talents. DeVito's Penguin Story will be part of a celebration of Gotham's greatest villains, which will also include other Batman villains, including Scarecrow Poison Ivy, uh, Talia al Ghul, the Mad Hatter, and the original Red Hood.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So, uh, again, the artwork is cool. The artwork actually looks very Mm. Alex Ross. Yes. I don't know who's doing it. I don't see a
1: signature, and there's no uh, credit. Mora has got the last... Oh, is it question? Mora? Yeah. Okay.
0: Mora is also an incredible artist. Um, and similar to a uh, realistic type style. Uh, so definitely go check out the artwork. It's super cool. Um, and uh, from what this says, it goes on sale November 30th. Cool. So yeah, check that out. Um, uh, I found a little blurb. blurb uh, not much as far as information wise on it, but uh, Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. uh did a little tease. He was doing an interview and he was talking about uh, the, his his Star Wars film. Um, and the quote is, "It feels very me." Oh, and man. if <laughs> yeah.
2: there's so many ways that that can be interpreted.
0: I know. <laughs> It's like really, really. It's that's what you, that's what you did to us. Thank you so much. You're, you're a big help. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, the article oh, even dear. says we, we know absolutely nothing about the project or the story. Uh, but that has been his con- contribute to to the description of the story. Is it feels very much me. Okay, thank you um very helpful yeah he's he's he is a joy um if you followed him in in the news and his projects and everything he's uh he's everywhere. a bit of a whims yeah he's everywhere he's a bit of a whimsical guy he's um very open uh and it should be if if that's i don't know i i i, I got nothing i just
1: i mean just i hear okay just so we we are uh, he he is doing. Uh, he he appears in the Suicide Squad movie. I can't wait to see that. We need to watch uh, that. We do. He has a comedy series on FX called Reservation Dogs. Uh, he has Thor: Love and Thunder that he's working on. Um, he's got a feature film adaptation of the documentary Next Goal Wins. He's set to direct. A a film adaptation of Akira. Co-write a sequel to what we do in the Shadows titled We Were Wolves, or We're Wolves. Direct this live-action Star Wars film. Uh, He's attached to write, direct, and executive produce uh, two animated series for Netflix. uh, One based on Raoul Dahl's uh, children's novel, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. uh, And another one focused on the Oompa Loompas. Uh, he's a set to executive produce and direct a Showtime Limit series, The Auteur, uh, as well as executive produce and star as Blackbeard in HBO Max's comedy, Our Flag Means Death, and write and direct a film based on Flash Gordon. Jesus. Well,
2: and we thought know he- you were busy.
0: Right? We have absolutely no excuse.
2: Except for the fact that I'm lazy and, you
0: know. Yeah. He also has a team of assistants. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, He's got a, he's got companies and assistants, and he has people.
1: Yeah, he has people. We don't have people. We are the people. Right. <laughs> oh, oh. So did you know he got nominated for uh, a Primetime Emmy for his uh, voiceover as uh, IG Eleven? I didn't, but I'm not surprised. Same. Yeah, so- that man.
0: He's there's there's actually four of him. I hope so. <laughs> he's the first I, successful I w- cloning.
1: I mean, it, it 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 seriously would make sense that this is exactly what happened here. Is that he's <laughs> there isn't one Taiko Waititi. There is, you know, half dozen.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. There's ecstasy. there's a bunch. It's a whole team, and a social experiment. Yeah, it's insane, Taiko. If you're out there, what the fuck,
2: dude? <laughs> um if you can if you can spare 90 minutes out of your hectic freaking schedule uh assign a clone uh, right we'd we, like to we talk wanna, to you we want to like... know why yeah, and how like and, and right. where can we sign up right because i i need a couple of clones
0: yeah yeah please just, and thank just, you just two <laughs> two would be good i could i could live with two clones yeah It'd be nice oh, I, so I, so i will
2: leave i will leave the star wars uh the, the Star Wars for, for another day, so we can talk about it spoiler-free. Oh? Uh, bad Batch ended this week. Oh, um,
0: shit. Yeah, we gotta wait a little bit. I need to catch up. We talk
2: about it yet.
0: Yep. Um, and then, like, the only other things I have is, like, there's a bunch of new trailers that are, like, really cool. There's a new My Little Pony trailer. There's a new Stranger Things trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all sorts of crazy cool stuff out there coming out um
1: did you see the american horror story trailer? I have
0: not, but I know that it's there. I actually have the trailer uh page up right now and I'm kind of like looking through this going there's a lot of like trailers I need to watch. Uh there's a new fun B movie coming out called Big Frickin Rat. Um every level 1 D&D party ever. Um, <laughs> There's an Animaniacs trailer out. Um, I mean, there's just, there's all sorts of cool stuff coming up in in the world of Geek. Go look it up. So oh, there. Yes. Um, and that's, I mean, you know, that's everything that I managed to accumulate in the time that it took Joe to do his, so.
2: I, I managed to get from, I went from four to five, and that's taking two away from Story thieves. No. Kidding. What you uh, got? So, uh, I thought we had cool toys growing up. Oh, oh boy! Earth blasters, laser tag. Did you have a laser
1: tag? I had no, tag. but
0: my kids did.
1: I had. I did not have the official laser tag. I had one of those knockoff versions. Oh no, I, I had the.
2: I, I had the original official. Laser, the vest and the gun and everything. Uh, yeah have one of those uh game boys legos mm-hmm. you know super soakers that were actually like if you do this too much you'll kill people <laughs> um because we lived in a, we lived in a land of toys that could kill you lawn darts we did we did lawn darts yeah, oh, yeah oh my god here's this big metal thing throw it in the air and try not to and and run <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we were
2: savage as kids, man. We really were. I
1: don't understand exactly what the uh, the point of lawn darts was, other than to see if you could kill yourself. But you know, well, the the it, if you used it according to where you're supposed
2: to do it and how you're supposed to do it, it was perfectly safe. But we don't yeah. do things like that. Mm-hmm. We look at instructions and mm-hmm. throw them away. You
1: wait. You even looked at the instructions. I mean,
2: well, we saw the word instructions and threw them away. Exactly um we also had those you know um toys that would go from one thing and become something else uh you know transformers uh
0: robots Uh uh oh yeah
2: yeah now 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 if you have money which uh if you have enough money uh share because uh hasbro will now sell you a 19 inch tall optimus prime robot that will transform yep. itself yes
0: yes oh my god this freaking
2: thing it's awesome <laughs> uh it will unfold from a semi to a human all by itself uh it will also pose walk dance blast and slice do push ups roll out and drive and even simulate breathing
1: yeah yeah oh uh, yeah our t- our toys don't
2: Yeah, we didn't have that, but this will also talk with original lines from voice actor Peter Cullen.
0: Yay! I love that they have kept that. Through all of the movies and all of the toys, it's like it is sacred law that Peter Cullen must voice him.
2: Anybody want to guess on the price tag?
0: Oh, I knew this. I know it's like a few hundred. I remember looking it up, but I don't remember the number now. I'm gonna say it's in
2: the in the ballpark of two to three hundred. Yeah try seven hundred and fifty dollars.
0: Hmm. Hmm. See, this is not a toy that is made for children. This is a toy that is made for us.
2: Right, which is why I say if you got the money, uh share. Share. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, you know, not for nothing. I I, I want one of these. Right? Oh
0: my God! It's not even a toy at this point. Like, it's it's a. It, what do you even call it when it does all the stuff for you? Like, you don't play with it anymore. You, you just watch it do things. It's just entertainment.
2: Well, oh, it's, it's 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 the little you, brother I never had. Yeah. If, if you make this damn thing like RC compatible, I I, I have tons of time to play with this.
0: Uh, Oh my God! Can you imagine just walking around with this thing? Yep. This is my new little buddy. Yeah. I've <sighs> always wanted one of those little companion robots anyway.
2: So
1: well, if you I, need I can, <laughs> one for your... might as <laughs> might as well be Optimus
2: Prime.
0: Right. I mean, if you're gonna do it.
2: Well, if it's not Optimus Prime, it has. You cut out there. If if it's not if it's not Optimus Prime, it has to be the Iron Giant. Yes.
0: Yes. You know, you know, mm, that's a really, wow. I would, mm, I don't want to say this because it sounds sacrilegious, but I might actually go for the Iron Giant before I would go for, for Optimus. I mean, I think because I have a connection to my kids more. I mean, my kids liked Transformers, but Iron Giant was like our movie, you know, like just him, just, uh, okay, I want them both. Can I have both? I mean, both is good,
2: right? Hell not. <laughs> so moving on. Um, moving right along. Uh, Chewy. And no, I'm not building a Star Wars story. I know. Shock amazement. Damn it. Uh, if you don't know about Chewy, uh, they, they sell pet toys and accessories.
0: Yes, our almost uh, daughter-in-law works for them.
2: Well, they are now selling toys and accessories inspired by Disney movies. Oh, boy. Uh, if you're looking for a new pet bed, uh, there are a couple of new ones out there. The Nightmare Before Christmas zero-covered cat and dog bed. Aww. Uh $34.95. Rather easily, uh, easily done, but I would assume small dogs. I can't imagine this to be very, very big.
0: Yeah, not for the giant breeds, huh?
2: No, I don't think so. They also have uh, Mandalorians the Child covered cat and dog bed. But again, I would assume very, very small dogs. Um, Other things like stormtrooper plush mice, cat toys, uh, a Groot plush squeaky dog toy. Does it say I am Groot? If you want to watch your dog chew on baby Groot.
0: That's you know that's always been the hard part of the the plushy dog toy, is I really have a hard time watching the dog tear that stuff up.
2: Right. Uh, other things I got is uh, like a word cat toy, uh, Woody plush toy with rope, Mike Wazowski and Sulley teaser cat toy with catnip, and yes, Mike Wazowski is a cat toy now. Uh, they have other things in here that, you, get, uh, you know, if you can imagine it, Disney, I'm sure they're going to have it soon.
0: Yeah, I see a lot of, like, collar and leash designs, which is cool.
2: So yeah. give that a look. It's, you know, re- it's remarkably uh, price conscious. Yeah. yeah. 20, 30, 20, 30 bucks.
0: If, if you're a Disney fan, your p- pets can also be Disney fans.
2: Yep. And speaking of uh, animals and toys, this one's more human cat uh nerf is putting out a cat catnip disc blaster Oh! so this thing has a quote unquote laser pointer to it but it's not really a laser it's like a red light Hmm. and it shoots little discs of catnip
0: oh my god this is this is both amazing and incredibly dangerous <laughs> oh my god. So
2: it is a, a Petco exclusive and take a look at it. Uh oh it's only god. about 15 bucks and you can get uh refills for the the, the catnip discs cuz I think it only comes with like three but the hopper holds 12. Um so yeah, I mean 15 bucks and you could shoot discs for your cat to go chase around your house. They look ultimately that will ultimately end up either under your couch or behind your fridge.
0: Yes, they look. Those are
2: where they will go. Hard,
0: up. yeah. Like they're so they're catnip discs, but they're like hard, like plastic or something like that. That maybe is infused. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. That's I saw it
1: oh.
2: and I thought it looked neat.
0: That is. That is really. Yeah. We we have we have two cats that would tigger at least are our, our our big fluffy male. That would be interesting to see if he we could actually get him because he is that's a
1: lazy cat. Although he does like chasing the the red dot.
0: This is true.
2: This is true. Everything when it does
1: have
0: a laser. he likes
2: chasing the red dot. <laughs> it's the, the evil dog, red dot.
1: It's... The dog does not like the red dot. The dog barks at it and then runs into her house. Maya does not. She wants nothing to do with the red dot.
2: Oh no! Around <laughs> here, the red the red dot is everyone's nemesis. We will climb walls to get to it.
0: Oh my god.
2: Oh no, it <laughs> absolutely happens. I have a cat that will climb through three quarters of the way up a standard door to get to the red dot.
0: I believe that. Do the dogs chase it too? Oh, they do. Oh, jeez. And your and dogs are I, not
2: small. <laughs> no, they are not small, and one of them lumbers <laughs> over his own feet because he's so freaking huge he doesn't deal with himself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. So, I have
2: two more. I've got two D&D stories. I know. Amazing. A show called The Geekiest, and we have Dungeons & Dragons stories. Crazy! Don't buy it. I know, right? (laughs) So, uh, coming up here in the future, we need to take a trip. Okay. To 723 Williams Street in the lovely city of Lake... If you're not familiar, don't Give yourself geek points because you should know what Lake Geneva is. That is the mm-hmm. home and the creator of creator of Dungeons and Dragons himself, Gary Gygax.
0: Are they giving tours?
2: Uh, they are making a museum. Uh, memorabilia and items related to the popular fantasy role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons it could soon have a home in Lake Geneva at 723 William Street. Um uh, members cry. of the Lake Geneva Planning Commission, you name know, to rezone william street the william street property from general business to central business this is a local law story i suppose but they are working on getting the property approved to turn it into a museum so with any luck we will have a D museum coming very very soon
0: i'm gonna cry a lot guys holy cow that's cool
2: that is pretty so damn cool yet another reason for a lake trip a, a road trip to lake janitor and that would be pretty cool that would, that would be,
0: be oh my god are they is there a date of when it might
2: be? uh it is still in the very early all of the legal stuff put together to where they could use the property for that purpose so still in the very 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 early
1: I, kn- i there was something they do um the I guess like what was the second after it moved out of Gary's basement, but the uh, building downtown that became the home to TSR, they do something as well. They've got some sort of touristy thing going on there as I recall. Cause like when they do Down Gary in the there too. Yeah, when they do GaryCon um in Lake Geneva, uh very often they'll take I know I've heard them uh I think Matt, the one he went to Gary Con the one year like him and Jeremy Crawford and a couple other people got taken over to like that space with some of the old timers.
0: Okay, I just found an article from February of 2020 that said that there were plans underway at the at the Geneva Lake Museum for a new exhibit honoring the lady Gary Gygax. So yeah, cool. Oh my God. Yep, we're going to Lake Geneva. Put it on the list.
2: This is That's... getting long. Yeah right. <sighs> so, D my last story is another Dungeons and Dragons.
1: this one you're cutting out, bud.
2: Oh, Goodness. Okay, we'll try this again. Better. Yep. Okay. My last D and D story. My last story. Another D and D story involves my favorite candy, nerds.
1: Yes, I've seen this. Yes.
2: The nerds will soon enter a most epic pairing with Dungeons and Dragons, both fun and daring. A magical merger of camps that rang clever. We're better together, now better than ever. I didn't write it. Somebody else did. I don't take credit. I thought it was pretty cool. It's very uh, cute. This sweet partnership will be in store starting in September. Every purchase of Specially Mark's Nerds Candy unlocks one of seven custom D&D adventures for full rules. and to redeem your D&D adventures starting on September 1st visit nerdscandy.com slash d Oh my god! Uh, I am pulling this directly from the dungeonsanddungeonwizard.com so it is absolutely official. Uh, The party consists of Yellow the Cleric, Pink the Rogue, Purple the Wizard, and Orange the Fighter.
0: Oh my god, the graphics are adorable! Aren't they? Oh my Mm -hmm. god, they're so
2: cute! I especially like the one with Yellow with Oh my and goodness! Pink with the mimic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You can download each of them as wallpapers and Twitch
1: emotes. Can I pretend like I know what that is and say, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> but am I showing my age?
2: Yes, that's the... yes, you are. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't use Twitch very much. So, but still, that's pretty freaking cool.
1: That is very, very cool.
2: And I would be definitely interested to see what uh, what kind of uh, adventures you can get from Nerds Candy. Because
0: pretty play- cool. I want to play a Nerds Adventure. Does
1: that mean I'm going to be buying Nerds Candy? I mean... Yes. Yes. And you'll have to give them to me.
2: <laughs> I like the watermelon.
0: <sighs> <laughs> oh, my God. they are They are absolutely adorable. Oh, my goodness.
2: So we end on we end on cuteness. Yay, cuteness! And that's all I got. Cool. Brum, brum, brum.
1: Well, uh, we weren't keeping track of geek points, so
2: nope.
1: Everybody gets one. Okay. <laughs> all, we all tie. Yay. We all we
0: we all managed to have stuff to say.
2: <laughs> this is the level of professionalism you get in this show, folks. In our defense, we're all grown adults and we have crap to do. We all have lives,
0: <laughs> you know, and and businesses to run and children to raise and you know the future to foster and things like that. Well, on yeah, that, that-
1: <laughs> in that note, uh, let uh, let's then uh, do our plugs. So plugy plug. Or- Pluggy plug. Kayla, where Pluggy can I pl-
0: find you? Um, you know, okay, so I'm gonna be honest with y'all, and I've said this before, but like I always start out with the twits because that's the one if you wanna if you wanna get in touch with me, I'm just gonna start leaving I don't it just Joe checks that. I don't even <laughs> I don't even like no. Instagram, geeky is Kayla. That's my big one. That's where most of my geeky things are. Uh, If you uh, are not in the area and want to check out some stuff from Secondhand Goddess, uh, you can check us out at secondhandgoddess.net. I am continuing to add t-shirts to the t-shirt line. Although, funny story, so the last t-shirt I decided I wanted to make, I had heard the phrase, and I love it, and I'm still gonna do it, but I, I, I love the phrase, fail forward. And I thought, that would make a really cool shirt, right? Mm-hmm. So I sit down, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this shirt. And I always do it in black letters and and white letters so that, you know, we have both. Um, my dumbass somehow spelled forward wrong.
2: Appropriate.
0: Yeah. I just was typing too fast and missed the R.
1: So it's fail forward. Forward. <laughs> That's if Barbara Walters was, you know, writing the t-shirt. I, I, I. <laughs> It can't. you can't change it now.
2: There's no I, absolutely not.
0: I already deleted it.
1: <laughs> no. Oh.
0: Okay, I'll put it back up. Um but I just I got about halfway done and went oh shit. <laughs> it was like this was supposed to be profound, not ironic. <laughs> Um, but there, every person that I have told this story to has said, keep it. So I'm going to go ahead and put it back up Uh, and you can have a fail forward shirt. (laughs) Remember also that it's, 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 I mean, it's typical. It's, it's, this is what happens in my life.
1: It is very Um, you.
0: It is very me.
1: And I say that with, with, with all the love. It is very you. (laughs)
0: So I I thought that was amusing. Um, So, okay. So look for that on uh, secondhandgoddess.net. You can get to that. Uh, The spreadsheet link is there uh, for all of that fun stuff. And they're, you know, continuing to be all sorts of interesting, uh, geeky, witchy fun sayings and what on shirts and other things uh as well as stay tuned because i'm actually uh starting to work on uh another gallery of stuff um at another site that's going to be a bit more artistic uh so stay tuned for that as well um as always as far as this production company is concerned you can find me here as well as playing jade on the our other podcast uh not safer wizards uh Jade the the halfling rogue assassin soon to be possibly gunslinger tiny ball of badassery uh that she is so <laughs> come, come check that out um I think that's I think that's it for for the the interesting places you can find me. Uh, Facebook of course, you know secondhand goddess you can find, as well as on all the other uh, Not Safe for Wizards and the Geekiest Pages Hey Will yes. Where can our, our Wonderful fans and friends find you On the interwebs
2: uh, You can find me At Geekiest Will On Instagram Not that I know how to use that Thing very well And okay. on Twitter Not that I have time to play around with that Either but I, I do hit it every now and then Just to check in
0: He hits Uh, it more than I do, folks. Take that as you will. Wow. I'll shut up now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Good night, folks. (laughs) Good night, folks. Tip your server. Try the deal. You know. Oh, Lord. Joe, you've been really quiet over there. Can't breathe because you're laughing so hard. trying to get through this (laughs) yeah no i'm i'm wow
0: he's he's just going that's that's my girl that's right right Right? you're just
1: you're it's swelling with pride let's let's go we'll go with that (laughs) joe where can these people find you well uh if you're on twitter you can find me at demorgus that's d-e-m-o-r-g-u-s uh, if you would like to uh, follow this podcast across the various social media, as you can go to the geekiest pod and you can find us there. Um, you can also go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash the pod and get yourself some geek merchandise. They're really cool. You should definitely do that. Go there now. Um, you can find me as a DM of the, Fifth edition DD actual play podcast, uh, where I torment and and provide entertainment and scenarios and whatnot for the uh the players, including Caleb. Uh I am also you can find me if you're interested in having me run a uh a DD or other tabletop role-playing game for you, either in person or uh, uh virtually you can find me uh at uh mondays uh so there's that and uh that that's about it so um as always this podcast believes that black lives matter trans rights are human rights and love is love we are thankful that you listened to us this week and we look forward to talking to you next week
2: well bye kids leave the world a better place than you found it
1: hey there listener before we get out here just want to uh ask you to do us a little favor um two little favors one if you go to apple podcasts leave us a rating and review there five stars would be great but hey we're leaving that up to you and second would be share the podcast with your friends family coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture uh that would definitely help us thanks for listening The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.